0: Welcome to Pod Save Africa, it's your host Akande Adirile, and I'm happy to present to you the inaugural episode of Africans Anonymous. In every one of these episodes, we will be presenting five stories on a certain theme to you guys from Africans who are sharing their personal stories about certain experiences they've had. The goal of this is to show that we are human and to show the similarities and the differences we have in our variety of experiences. Please enjoy. This first episode is brought to you by Asher Afrique. Their mission is to showcase African designers, celebrate African fashion, and provide you with the best shopping experience. When shopping with Asher Afrique, you can expect to buy fashion pieces that will make you look and feel good, as well as learn about the designers and get an understanding of the culture, craftsmanship, and sustainability of their goods. We have a special agreement with them where they provide a coupon code for 30% off all regular priced items and the code is PSA30. Once again, that's PSA30. You can find them at their website AshaAfreak.com, and you can find them on social media at AshaAfreak on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Once again, that's Asha Afrique, which is A-S-A-A-F-R-I-Q-U-E, Asha Afrique. Experience culture through design.
1: So I remember it was a Sunday and uh, we had just gotten a Nintendo and uh, my brother and I were really excited. There was this really popular game called Duck Hunt, if anyone remembers, uh, where you'd need a light gun that sometimes came with a video game or not, and you'd have flying ducks and you'd have to shoot them on the TV. So we were very excited about playing that game, but unfortunately... The Nintendo didn't come with the, the gun. So I remember, my mom gave us a thousand shillings, which translates about to about ten dollars to go to the butchery, to buy to buy meat. If I can remember correctly, it was about a kilo of meat, which which went for about three hundred. So we had about seven hundred to spare. My brother and I, in our, in our wisdom, decided to reallocate the funds to buying the gun so that we can play duck hunt. So, I remember, there was a studio. Uh, we went, we walked in, we made sure we bought meat, and we bought the gun, and I think we had about 200 left. And we walked home thinking that our parents are not going to ask. Too many questions about the change or lack thereof. And so we connected and we played as normal. We had brought the meat. My dad asked, so where's my change? Uh, We were gripped by fear. And we decided to give him back the 200. And he said, this is not... Enough. I mean, unless the price of meat has doubled overnight. So we had to explain ourselves. I have never seen my dad go that ballistic. He forced us to wrap up the gun and take it back to the studio and get the money back. At the time, returning items was not easy, but he said, we're not gonna sleep in that that house If you do not come back with this change,
2: this was the day I really, really got in trouble. And dare I say, almost got disowned. But let's get into the story, shall we? So I lived in a family uh, where. I had a curfew and it was a ridiculous curfew because it was 6 p.m. And everyone knows the fun doesn't start until, well, way after 6 p.m. So a couple of friends, they called me and they talked about this, this amazing party that we've all been looking forward to that was in an estate right across from ours. Mm -hmm. So it was a no brainer. It's like, this is perfect. I could act like I'm home and I could be at the party. And that's exactly what I did. So we went out and we planned to get back in time. Uh, you know, maybe not that late, but, you know, good enough time. Mm. So we did that. We went to the party. It was amazing. I have no regrets till this day, <laughs> despite what happened after.
3: Yes, definitely. You know,
2: had an amazing time. It was blissful. All the popular kids were there and it felt good to be present in such a party. And I look at the time, and then it's 10 p.m. Keep in mind, my curfew is 6 p.m. 12 hours. I then text my mom and I say, Oh, I'm stuck in traffic, the <laughs> usual excuse. And I'm going to be home a little late, but I'll be back. And I'm stuck in traffic. I'm trying to make it home. And her reply says, this Okay. This wasn't Lagos, okay. yeah. So that's why I could use traffic, traffic as an excuse because right. Lagos traffic are... is ridiculously yeah. bad sometimes. And she just replied to me and said, okay. I knew I was in trouble from that <laughs> reply. Oh, okay. That's it. Nothing <laughs> more. And then I started looking around because I didn't have a car. We were still in high school. Uh-huh. So there was a lot that we didn't have. And it was this elder brother of one of our friends that was supposed to take us home. And that's when he decides that he wants to stay at the party till it's over. Mm -hmm. And now I'm scrambling. I'm worried. And then my friend comes to me and says, Look, you're already in trouble, man. You might as well just stick it out.
3: Mm -hmm. I'm like, Well, okay. So
2: I start to enjoy the party. But at the back of my mind, I knew I was in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, I got home past midnight. I was at the gate. I knocked. The lights were off, and the lights only go off when the family goes to sleep. Right. So I started panicking, like, oh, what am I going to do? So I, I knock on the door. We had a security guard. He pops up the, to the gate, and he goes, your dad said to not let you in the house.
4: <laughs>
2: and I'm, you know, trying to flex a little bit, like, what do you mean? You know, let me in. And my dad just pops out the balcony, and he goes, go back to where you're coming from. That's your new family now. And I just start like, dad, trying to beg. And he just walks back in. He went to bed. He did not even like look back, think twice. He went to bed. God bless our mothers. You know, they, they really put themselves out there. My mom was mad at me. She was so upset. She could not believe what I did. She couldn't believe the time I was coming back home. Mm-hmm. And she was out there, like, yelling at me from the door. Like, why would you come home so late? Why? Like, Mom, please talk to Dad. Like, no, I can't talk to him. He's upset. He's asleep. And, you know, we just had the back and forth. And she said, you know what? Just go, go, go back to where you're coming from. Come back in the morning, and we'll talk about this. And we'll see if we're going to let you in the house.
3: Right.
2: At that point, I was like, wait, wait, wait. This, this is getting serious. You're, you're I'm, like being, I'm being kicked out of my house. Like, what is going on? And I just stay at the gate. I keep begging. I keep begging. My mom goes inside. She doesn't come out. And then she pops up at the balcony uh, from my dad's room. And then she tells the security guard to let me in. But I can't get into the house. And I have to sleep in the BQ. Mm -hmm. And the boys' quarters is usually a place where you don't really really care about that side of the house. That's where the junk is kept. kept. (laughs) We had a box and that was supposed to be my bed. There were a lot of mosquitoes. Mm. It was terrible. But I took it. Because I I didn't have anywhere else to go. Where was I supposed to go? I even called my friend and said, Hey, can I come past the night at your house? I've been kicked out of my house. And he he's like, I'm in trouble too, bro. (laughs) And plot twist, we all got in trouble. And all of us who like came home together, Mm -hmm. all our phones got seized the next day. Mm -hmm. But I'm jumping forward. So... Eventually, the security guard let me in. My mom didn't talk to me. She went in the house. You know, I went to the BQ. I laid down. Five, five minutes later, I was getting bit by mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. It was hot. I was just
4: upset.
2: I couldn't really get any sleep because, at the back of my mind, I knew once morning came, yeah. the storm was about to hit. Yeah. And it did. Ugh. At 6 a.m. in the morning, somebody opened the door, and it was my mother. And she said, come with me. Jeez. I wish I could tell you guys everything else that happened. But trust me, best believe when I say I got a whooping. Oh, boy! I got a bad whooping and a lot more punishments that followed. So I really got into trouble. And my mom told me that on that day, on that very day, my dad had had it up to here with me. And he was saying some scary things that I... Not sure I want to share in this yeah. conversation, but that's the day I will never forget, and I really got in trouble that day.
3: Yeah. And what was worse? Probably not the whoopings, right? Everything else, the, what you
2: heard? It was what I heard. It was. I could take the whoopings, man. We, could, we know that. Mm-hmm. But the things that were said, oh, man. You know that D word? Yeah. That word, that really long yeah. word the disappointment
3: oh
2: oh it hit <laughs> oh it hit please <laughs> oh lord like please god don't don't say mama don't say Mama. i'm disappointed my dad came. i'm disappointed like, no <laughs> That's a disappointing word. that word hits home it hits hard but you know life life happens you know right. and we're here today life's been great but that day was a dark day and am It's funny I could share this now, laughing and talking about it. But before it was, it was one of the days I wanted to forget. But thank you for letting me share this with you.
3: Uh, the story I'm about to describe might seem mild in comparison to others' stories. Um, not because. Not necessarily because I was a goody-two-shoes, even though it was a little bit of that. But ah, I, was, <laughs> I was introverted, and um, where I lived in Lagos was kind of far away from anything that was happening, happening. So, like, you would really have to strategize, and that just involved too much work, and I was too lazy to, you know, strategize that much. Okay. Um, but the, the one time, and I remember this because it was kind of close compared to any other time. Um, it was during my gap year. Um, before I started university, and most people my age, my year, uh, most of my friends had started school already. Okay. But they had come back for, I think it was summer, no, Christmas vacation then. Um, so I went with my best friend, went over to my friend's house, and we, we just went to meet up with a bunch of friends there. Um, the boy I was talking to that time to lived around the same area, and he was like, oh, we should hang out, blah blah blah. Oh, boot up, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I was cool, cool, cool. Yeah, come and meet me and my friends. And he came over, and it was kind of in the crowd. I don't think my friends knew that, you know anything, cause, except my one friend whose house I went to, because I told her most things. Um, and that afterwards, um, we, me and my other friend that I came with, uh, we ended up going back to his house. Um, now. I should my other friend that I came with is cousins with him, so it was cool that I went back to his house. But not so cool for my parents because they were course. like <laughs> Nigerian
2: parents, boy. Oh yeah.
3: No. <laughs> you know, boy. Oh no. That's and it. you know, going back to his house, we were going to hang out and you know, um hang but out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hang out mostly, yeah. but I was just so nervous because I was like, Yeah, my parents but this was not part of the plan when I told them what I was going to be doing that Definitely day. <laughs> it was already getting late. It was getting dark. And I was nervous because, uh, well, I liked the boy like a lot, uh, back then. And just cause of, I was thinking what my parents would say, react to if they knew and which I knew they would, cause I have to come home eventually, eventually. <laughs> eventually. And my friend was so good back then. She, cock blocked a lot, which not I think of it was good. Um <laughs> given the circumstances, yep. you know, he regional ones and whatnot. What? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, like the entire time when I was in his house, I was nervous and he was trying to ask me, Oh, are you okay? And I was just like, Leave me alone. Like at that point I was just like freaked I was more scared of going home than anything and I knew I can't stay here and that I need to go home um and you know that disappointed word you know M- my dad and I are very close so I know I know his reaction almost to the T yeah. um but anyways her um her dad my friend's dad sent their driver or he came himself I can't remember exactly to pick us up um and he has no clue he just thinks my cousin my friend who's um cousins with the boy, um, brought us to their house. So he has no idea what's going on. Um, They're they're clueless. But my parents kind of sort of have an idea. Um, And I go back home and I sit down. And my dad is in the living room where I'm sitting. And he just stands up and goes to his room. And And yes, yikes. You know, like he just stands up and goes to the room the entire night. And my mom is the one that utters the word. Your father and I are so disappointed in you. And they have no idea that I didn't even do anything because I was freaked out the entire time. But
2: they don't want to know that.
3: They don't want to know that. They have imagined. And said I didn't do anything then. But, you know, they have imagined everything. And yeah, that was not good. My dad didn't talk to me for days because I felt like he he didn't want to talk because it would have just been anger, you know? A little too much. Yes, especially because I'm, like I said, mostly a good kid for the most part. So I didn't do anything. So I feel like maybe I should have given them taste small yes, by small you know, <laughs> before, you know, yeah, but exactly, that, exactly. that was it. That's, that, you know, disappointed face, that disappointed look. And you're old enough to decipher between the look and just, you know, they're just acting normal. Yeah, so yeah, that was my big, you know, my D word.
2: word. Your dad. Not talking to you and you know
3: being. I spoke to my mom instead. <laughs> I was just oh, wow. like. <laughs> I like, mom, so... <laughs> help, help me, me. <laughs> help me. Help me I couldn't talk to my dad. I think he did say a sentence, but it was more alongside this like, what were you doing there? Oh, okay. Why were why you there that okay. late? You know, <laughs> like, so you this is not yes. This out. is not what you told us where you were going. Wow.
2: <laughs> and I was
3: like. <laughs> okay.
0: So, I'd like to provide some context for my foolishness by uh, giving you a bit of a background story. Back in the city I lived, not going to say where, but you probably know where, um, we didn't have, when I was growing up, we didn't have constant power supply. Um, and every so often, it would range from losing power a bunch of times a day to going days or even longer without electricity Now, what happened was we'd got, to, I was maybe about what was I, I was 8, 9, maybe 10 I think it was before I went to secondary school but I, I had a um, it was a period where uh, we hadn't gotten electricity for like 3 weeks three weeks it was it's, it's been a minute um, and I you know naturally so we as kids you know wanting to watch Power Rangers or whatever on TV uh, really wanted to see the TV and we really wanted to watch TV um, so my house was the way our house was set up was that you know we Had a yard on the back and a little bit of a yard on the front, um, so I was the only one at home for some reason. And in, in the yard at, at back, at least I thought I was the only one at home. Um, and as the eldest of my siblings, so I'd you know lock the gates, my parents could leave me at home, whenever. But I, I thought I was the only one at home. Um, and what people used to do was that they'd have these alarms, kind of like like sounds that would go off when the electricity came back on so they could like turn off their generators or Or kind of switch over from the power system that were on at the time And I was in the back of the yard and you know being creative using my imagination uh, to, to engage myself I can't even really remember what I was doing, but I remember hearing the distinct Like the ring of the uh, sound of the alarm that electricity had come after three weeks you know it three weeks without electricity i mean we were going back to the ice ages there was we were, we were really really you know it'd been a minute i didn't even know it would ever i forgot what electricity felt like and when the lights came on i just heard that sound i was the only one at home so you'd have thought i was using bolts as i started to rather going inside the house to watch TV or to you know turn on the fridge or to uh, iron some clothes or whatever people use electricity for, I lost my entire mind <laughs> and proceeded to to run around my house multiple times screaming. Nepals brought the lights. Nepals brought the lights. Ah, Nepals brought the lights. I like ran around my house just screaming. Over and over again, I probably did like 10 laps and like my house wasn't big, but my house wasn't small either. So this was a a whole lot of screaming. I'm pretty sure the entire zip code could hear me screaming. So as I continued to scream in jubilation, that's what I like to call it. I was jubilating. (laughs) I hear somebody shout my name and my dad had like a distinct way of shouting my name when he was mad. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't know that my father had gotten home at some points. Was in bed and was sleeping after a very, very long day. And boy, that was pissed. Let's <laughs> let's rather, you know. So, yeah, that was one of the times I got in trouble. My dad rarely ever got mad at me, but that was one of the times I I ticked him off and uh, I got punishment naturally and all of that. But, you know, yeah. I have no regrets. I was very happy, and I expressed it. But that was one of the first times that I really, really, really got in trouble with my parents. So as you can tell, I was, I was a pretty good child.
4: So my family had recently just moved from Lagos to Abuja, and uh, my cousin, my mom's. My mom's um, brother's daughter actually came by to my family's home to stay with us for some time because she was trying to go to boarding school in Abuja. And uh, my cousin really liked me, so every single time she was cooking, she would give me something to taste before I the food was actually ready. But my dad really thought that like he was like a bad attitude on my on my side because he thought I used to go into the kitchen. And like steal pieces of things to eat when in reality my cousin was um giving it to me and he would call me longer throats and all of these things and just like basically tell me i have to stop being that kind of person i can't just be taking things that no one can give me but he never really listened to me that it was my cousin that was giving it to me but this particular day right i got back from um one of our neighbor's houses and my cousin was like, hey, you come in, like I'm making fried plant, fried yams, right? And then she fried like a, a, a piece of yam and then she had like a piece that she was like, oh, why don't you take this piece? And then I take the piece of yam and in my excitement, I go to my dad and I'm like, you know, moving the hot piece of yam from one hand to the next, just moving it so it doesn't burn me. And then I go to my dad, and I'm like, daddy, 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 look at my piece of yam. My dad was like, Come, let me see. And basically, he held my hand on top of the hot piece of yam straight from the oil and pressed down on it. So he just basically locked my hand with the hot piece of yam with my hand burning. I was crying and screaming. And my dad basically just held my hand there and then left it. By the time, like, you know, he was done, my entire hand was burned. You know, I was, like, what, three years old? So I had wealth. I couldn't write in school. And that was, like, you know, one of the times that really affected me because I was meant to write my entrance exam the next week, but I couldn't hold, like, a pencil. And it just, like, scared me forever. It was so bad. I told my dad that, like, I'll never talk to him again. I hated him. That, like, I was going to be successful, and he'll never be able to tell any, to tell me anything. But, you know, now I look back, I guess, like, i learned a lesson i don't know what lesson i was meant to learn but i guess now like i don't like mess with people that are cooking in the kitchen i don't mess with like fried yam anymore now i only eat boiled yam when i can eat yam but yeah that was the first time i got punished
0: So the topic for today, as you can probably tell by now, was tell a story or share an experience about the first time you got in trouble with your parent, your significant guardian or somebody else in your community. We shared about five stories and we look forward to sharing very many more stories through this platform and through this uh, series called Africans Anonymous. Um, and I have so much more exciting content that we're excited to, to share with you guys. Um, Please interact with us. Let us know how you felt about the episode at Pod Save Africa on Instagram um, and at Pod Save Africa on Twitter as well. Um, We appreciate you guys listening and we enjoy interacting and putting this episode with you. Please don't forget to check out our sponsor at Asher Freak, A-S-A-F-R-I-Q-U-E dot com. Thank you very much and have a wonderful rest of your day, week, month, year and see you next week.